0: M-S-W Media. Thanks to HelloFresh for supporting our show. Go to HelloFresh.com slash DailyBeans16 and use code DailyBeans16 for 16 free meals plus free shipping. And thanks to StoryWorth for supporting the Daily Beans. Give all the dads in your life a meaningful gift you'll both cherish for years. Go to StoryWorth.com slash DailyBeans to get $10 off your first purchase. Mm -hmm. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Wednesday, May 24th, 2023. Today, Donald Trump appeared in a Manhattan courtroom virtually to get schooled on the protective order over evidence. E. Jean Carroll will sue Donald Trump again for defamation over his comments during the CNN town hall. Pudding Fingers and Elmo Mush will announce the DeSantis candidacy on Twitter tonight. Indicted Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton calls for the resignation of the Republican Texas Speaker of the House for being drunk on the floor, and Harlan Crow refuses to cooperate with Democrats. I'm Allison Gill. And I'm Dana Goldberg. Hey, Dana, how are you? I am good, A.G. I am good. Middle
1: of the week, feeling, feeling good. I mean, I don't have anything to complain about the world burning around us, but we're making it through.
0: <laughs> we are. We're making it through. We just got to rake the forest, uh, and then we'll be fine. So, everybody, uh, call to action. Everybody, if you have TikTok, go to TikTok. Follow me at Muller She wrote, "I'm going to start putting out daily video hits Ooh. on TikTok." It is. Uh, it, it it is time, as Rafiki says in <laughs> the Lion King. I've been putting off doing daily video news hits for the longest time, because I was like, I'm going to comb my hair and put on hard pants. I was just not into it. <laughs> but now we are, uh, the indictment summer is upon us. The season is here. So we we have to start uh, doing some analysis via video. So I'm really excited about that. Again, you can follow me on TikTok and Instagram at MullerSheWrote, and I'll probably be doing some YouTube stuff as well. But I just wanted to throw that out there if you're if you're yearning for some extra AG content, it will be there in video. And you can see what the inside of my studio looks like. Yay. So that'll be fun. There you have it. There you go. Later today in the show, I'm going to be talking with, again, my good friend, Lehigh County Controller Mark Pinsley in the Keep It Blue segment. And real quick, before we get into the news, DeSantis and Elon Musk. What could possibly go wrong? That's what's happening. Uh, everything. Every Everything could possibly go wrong. I mean, are they going to talk about free speech absolutism while also banning books and not teaching history and threatening the lives of LGBTQ plus and transgender kids in the state. I mean, like what, what are they going to talk about? It's going to be, I mean, besides, you know, putting fingers running for president.
1: Also, these are two of the most uncharismatic people I could possibly imagine having a conversation.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's going to be full of long pauses uh, and, you know, pregnant pauses, uh, which must be carried to term. I just want to let them know. Absolutely. Even if it damages the um, the life of the interview. Yeah. Or my eyes. Aye. So um, I'm not going to watch it. I, I don't recommend anybody watch it. You'll, you'll get, trust me, you'll get the clips that you need to get. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's happening tonight, Wednesday night. Uh, I think 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern. I don't know. It's whatever. I'm not going to be there on Twitter spaces to watch that announcement. What a weird, you know what? Laura Loomer, right? Republican weirdo. Oh, Yeah. Wackadoo. She puts up on uh, on Twitter that the first event, uh, if you want to protest Ron DeSantis, she says, the first event is going to be at, ready? The Four Seasons, Miami. (laughs) Stop it. Stop it. Oh, my God. You would have thought they would learn their lesson. What could go wrong? All right. So anyway, um, he's got a 0% chance of winning anything. So I don't really care. But just thought I'd put that out there uh, because I know that some of the clips are going to make news, whatever they talk about. Anyway, we have actual news to get to. So let's do it. Let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. All right. First up from Ben Weiser at The Times, E. Jean Carroll. We talked about this briefly yesterday. I wanted to go in more depth today. You know, she this month, she won five million dollars in damages from the former guy. She's now seeking very substantial additional amounts in response to his insults on a CNN town hall just a day after she won her sexual abuse and defamation case. Carroll's filing Monday in Manhattan federal court seeks to intensify the financial pain for Donald. The jury in her civil case found him liable. On May 9th for sexual abuse and defamation, it ordered him to pay Miss Carroll, a former advice columnist and fixture in Manhattan media circles and very good friend of ours, $2 million for the sexual abuse and $3 million for the defamation. Monday's filing came in a separate defamation lawsuit that Carroll filed in 2019, known as Carroll 1 against Trump, which is before the same judge who presided over the civil trial, Carroll 2. That first case stemmed from comments Trump made when he was president, shortly after Carroll said he'd raped her in a Manhattan department store in the mid-90s. The suit has been sidetracked by appeals and is still pending. In a separate letter to the judge, Carroll's lawyer, Robbie Kaplan, revealed with little elaboration that Trump has threatened to sue Miss Carroll in retaliation and possibly seek sanctions. On May 10th, Trump, who is seeking to regain the presidency, went on CNN, we know, on their town hall and echoed his earlier denials, calling Carol's account fake and made up. Despite a photograph showing them together, he claimed again he'd never met Carol in 79 and called her a whack job and thought that she was Marla Maples, his wife, (laughs) <laughs> and said the civil trial was a rigged deal, whatever. Uh, I guess if you, know, if you know a rigged deal, you know one. Monday's court filing argues that Trump's statements, quote, show the depth of his malice toward E. Jean Carroll, since it is hard to imagine defamatory conduct that could possibly be more motivated by hatred, ill will, or spite, unquote. Ms. Carroll, in an extensive interview with The Times two days after the verdict, said Trump's CNN comments were just stupid, It was disgusting, vile, foul, and it wounds people. And that's something that's incredible about Eugene. She didn't say it wounded me. She said it it wounds people. Her filing asked the judge, Lewis Kaplan, no relation to Robbie Kaplan, her lawyer, to let her revise the 2019 Carol One defamation suit to include the fact of the verdict, as well as Trump's post-verdict statements on CNN and others he made about Carol on Truth Social. He keeps saying the same shit. Oh, it's a beautiful thing, though, that he won't shut the fuck up. Yeah. And like I said, because these two suits can be hard to distinguish, they're sometimes referred to as Carol One, which is the 2019 lawsuit, the shit that he said when he was president. And now the shit that he said on CNN Town Hall and then Carol, too, which is the 2022 suit that she won five million dollars in. Uh, it was the trial of Carol, too, that ended this month. That's basically the difference there. The jury did not find Trump liable for raping Miss Carol, but uh, did find him liable for defamation and sexual abuse. Thank you so much, A.G. And this is from The Guardian.
1: Lawyers for Harlan Crow, That guy. You know he is the right-wing billionaire whose friendship, <laughs> friendship with and gifts to the conservative Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas. Well, those are the focus of swirling scandal. They've rejected Senate Democrats' request for answers about the relationship. Harlan Crow will not respond in a letter first reported by Bloomberg News on Tuesday. Lawyers for Crow rejected requests from Dick Durbin, the Illinois Democrat who chairs the Senate Judiciary Committee, for a list of gifts to Thomas. Durbin's committee the letter said, had not identified a valid legislative purpose for its investigation and is not authorized to conduct an ethics investigation of a Supreme Court justice. (laughs) Well, Democrats on the committee, the lawyer said, were, and I quote, targeting Justice Thomas for special and unwarranted uh,
0: opprobrium. Sure. That's the first time I've seen that one.
1: Oh, thank goodness. I was like, oh, here's another one. (laughs) Opprobrium. Uh, I'm going to look that up right after we record. Now, Durbin told Bloomberg, and this is another quote, Harlan Crow believes the secrecy of his lavish gifts to Justice Thomas is more important than the reputation of the highest court of law in this land. He is wrong. Supreme Court justices are covered by federal judiciary ethics rules, but in practice govern themselves. That's a terrifying <laughs> statement.
0: You had to, you're like, am I reading that right? Let me wait. Uh, I did. I did was you, like, wait, did I pronounce that they correctly? Govern because themselves.
1: that doesn't look right. They govern
0: themselves. Yeah, they fucking do. And there's a check. It's called the fucking Judiciary Committee. So for Harlan Crowe to say, oh, I don't understand why the Senate Judiciary Committee wants to get all judiciary up in this joint because it's their fucking job.
1: The clue is in the name, sir. It's like a killer <laughs> whale. Don't be surprised when he eats somebody. Huh. All right. John Roberts, as we know, the chief justice, he's declined to cooperate with attempts to investigate Thomas and Crow. Thomas's relationship with the Republican megadonor and his failure to declare many gifts has long been known. But last month, the nonprofit news, that site ProPublica ProPublica released, you would think I was drinking today's episode, and I'm not. <laughs> no, but wait until we get to the Texas Speaker
0: of the House. That's different.
1: Oh, that was a good video. I cannot wait, y'all. There's a little <laughs> joy in the hot notes. However, let me get through this story. But last month, the nonprofit news site, ProPublica, released a series of bombshell reports. It said Thomas took and failed to declare gifts, including luxury travel and stays at properties owned by Crow. That Crow bought, by the way, he bought property from Thomas, in which Thomas's mother now lives rent-free, sketchy as fuck, and that Crow paid for private schooling for Thomas's great-nephew who is the justice, has said he raised, quote, as his son. So technically that's how Clarence Thomas sees this kid as a son and Harlow's paying for his education in a private school. Observers said Thomas had clearly broken the law. Thomas said he did not declare gifts from Crow because he had been advised he did not have to, but would do so in the future. Mm. Okay. I guess the advice has changed. I don't know. Now, Crow said, I know, he never discussed politics or business before the court with Thomas or his wife, the far-right activist Ginny Thomas. I call bullshit on all of Wrong. that, by the way. Yeah. In an interview published by The Atlantic on Monday, he gave a tour of his collection of sculptures of dictators, but declined to answer detailed questions about Thomas specifically. And this is a quote. It would be absurd to me to talk to Justice Thomas about Supreme Court cases because that's not my world, said. <laughs> my world is Nazi paraphernalia. That's my world. I, I know. <laughs> oh, look at this wall. That's terrifying. And he went on to say, we talk about life. We're two guys who are the same age and grew up in the same era. We share a love of Motown. Motown. That's, <laughs> the, that's... That quote got me going. Mm. And I just like to give him a lot of gifts and take care of him financially, but I've never talked to him about the court cases. Mm. Fuck off. Crow has already rebuffed the Senate Finance Committee, which also saw a list of gifts. Earlier this month, the chair of that panel, the Oregon Democrat, Ron Wyden, indicated he could seek to compel cooperation. And he said the bottom line is that nobody can expect to get away with waiving off Finance Committee oversight, no matter how wealthy or well-connected they may be. And that was from Wyden. The Judiciary Committee could also issue a subpoena, uh-uh. a, tool uh-uh. it, uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. a tool it could not use as the Thomas scandal first billowed into public, given the absence of Dianne Feinstein, as she was kept away from Washington when she was ill. However, Feinstein has now returned to work restoring Democrats' working majority. Thank you. Any battle with Crow will be played for high stakes. In their letter to Durbin, the billionaire's lawyer claimed Congress itself, and I quote, does not have the constitutional power to impose ethics rules and standards on Supreme Court. Doing so would violate basic separation of powers and principles. Not allowing them to, by the way, would also completely get rid of checks and balances. Yeah. So fuck all the way off on that, too.
0: Yeah. The, what do you think the Senate Judiciary Committee... You know what? I'm um, Never mind. I'm done. Uh, I know. Guys. I know. <sighs> God damn it. God damn it. Maybe if he had a copy of the Constitution instead of Nazi China... On your wall. Uh, ...and Hitler's teapot, maybe maybe we we'd, we'd get a little further along in this discussion with mr crow good lord all right next up from nbc news former president trump made a virtual appearance in a new york criminal court on tuesday for the first time since pleading not guilty last month to 34 count them 34 felony counts of falsifying business records a stern looking trump appeared before judge juan Merchan on video to hear the terms of a protective order Barring him from publicly disclosing evidence, which the Manhattan District Attorney's Office will be turning over to his lawyers in the hush money payments case as part of discovery. It's called disclosure, you dickhead. Uh, (laughs) Trump. Trump. (laughs) Sorry, I can't. I love my cousin Vinny. I watch it. Whenever it's on, I watch it. I just do. I have to. Trump, whose in-person arraignment in the same courthouse last month, came with massive security precautions and paralyzed operations there for the day, appeared virtually from Florida with lawyer Todd Blanche at his side. Murchon also set a trial date, Dana, the the case will go on trial March 25th, 2024. And he said that date is immovable. It will not change. That is when the fucking thing is happening. March 25th, 2024. At least 25 states, by the way, will have already held their presidential primary contest b- based on the current scheduled dates. Oh, my God. Asked by the judge if he had a copy of the order, Trump said, yes, sir, and acknowledged he would reviewed it with his lawyer. Blanche, Trump's lawyer, told Merchan that Trump is a leading contender in the presidential race and is concerned his First Amendment rights are being violated. And by the way, the lawyer was like, I'm not concerned, Your Honor. Trump is concerned that this... <laughs> that his First Amendment rights are being violated. Murchan said the directive is not a gag order. This is not a gag order. It is a protective order over evidence and discovery. It happens all the fucking time, and it should not interfere with his ability to run for office. Quote, he's free to campaign and do anything he does that doesn't violate this order, the judge said. Blanche said his client understands he needs to comply with the order. Trump complained about the protective order and the trial date on his social media website, True Social, right after the fucking hearing. Quote, just had a New York County Supreme Court hearing where I believe my First Amendment rights, freedom of speech have been violated and they forced upon us, forced upon us, a trial date. <laughs> if anyone knows about forcing themselves upon someone, it's Donald Trump. A trial date grabbed him by the pussy. A forced upon us, a trial date of March 25th, right in the middle of the primary season. Very unfair but this is exactly what the radical left Democrats wanted. It's called election interference, he wrote. Prosecutors had argued that the virtual appearance was necessary to keep Trump from releasing confidential information in the case and then claim he had not been familiar with the terms of the order. Merchant, they put, sat him down. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? <laughs> just, they just sat him the fuck down. Then asked the lawyer, did he read it? Yes. Does he understand it? Yes. Do you understand it? Yes. Do you? Okay, great. Merchan ruled largely in the DA's favor on the issue earlier this month when asked for the protective order. His order held that anyone with access to the evidence being turned over to Trump's team by state prosecutors, quote, shall not copy, disseminate or disclose the material to third parties, including social media platforms, without prior approval from the court. Merchan's order also singled out Trump, saying... He is allowed to review sensitive limited dissemination materials, but only in the presence of his lawyers, and shall not be permitted to copy, photograph, transcribe, or otherwise independently possess, eat, tear up, or flush down the toilet the limited dissemination (laughs) materials. (laughs) I wish that I had said that. I did add a couple of things for frill. Prosecutors from the Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg's office contended the order was necessary because of Trump's repeated public trashing of two of the witnesses in their case, that's Michael Cohen and Stormy Daniels. Trump's lawyers filed paperwork earlier this month trying to get the case moved out of New York into federal court. That request is still pending. And Dana, I saved the best for you.
1: You really did. All right. Everyone, Attorney General Ken Paxton. <laughs> also a piece of shit, but however, he's trying to do the right thing in this situation. Said Tuesday that state house speaker Dade Philon should resign after accusing him of presiding over his chamber and I quote in a state of apparent debilitating intoxication. <laughs> Paxton also asked the House General Investigating Committee to probe to probe Phelan. God, this the words on this. And he's the fellow Republican, by the way. They're on the same party. Paxton's call for Phelan's resignation came days after a video clip went viral that showed Phelan slurring his words while overseeing House floor proceedings Friday night. I want you to listen to this. Now, I have known people that have had strokes, and I've known people that are completely fucking hammered in public. So go ahead and hit that clip if you wouldn't mind.
2: Mr. Campbell send a The amendment is acceptable to the author. Is there objection to the opposite amendment? The chair has done the amendment, the amendment is adopted. The chair recognizes Mr. Mr. Johnson of Harris. Mr. Johnson of Harris to speak in opposition to the bill.
1: All right, A.G., you watch this, too. The people have listened to this. No one asked if he was OK. Let me just continue the story. Now, after much consideration, it is with profound disappointment that I call on Speaker. This is Ken Paxton. That I call on Speaker Dade Fallon to resign at the end of his legislative session. This is from Paxton. He said that in a statement posted on Twitter. And this is a quote. His conduct has negatively impacted the legislative process and constitutes a failure to live up to his duty to the public. (laughs) I would imagine that happened way before he got (laughs) drunk, by the way.
0: His conduct has negatively impacted the legislative process and continues as a failure to live up to his duty to the public. (laughs) Excuse me. Okay. Now, I should read the rest of the story. Minutes later.
1: (laughs) I won't, I won't. (laughs) <laughs> and it's later, Paxton also posted to Twitter a screenshot of a letter he sent to the chair of General Investigating Committee, and that's Rep. Andrew Murr. He's also a Republican in Junction, Texas, asking him to open, in quote, an investigation into Speaker Filon for violation of House rules, state law, and for conduct unbecoming
0: his position. I don't know. I think it's probably the, the most I've smiled watching a Republican talk in a long time.
1: Yeah, I think it's pretty becoming of his position, too, because I'm sure he's a shitbag outside of that. The General Investigating Committee was meeting Tuesday afternoon, but does not publicly comment on any pending investigations. Now, Phelan's office did not immediately respond to a request for comment on Paxson's remarks. Texas Republicans regularly fight among themselves, but Paxson's comment Tuesday were striking, even by that standard. The 44-second clip of Phelan, which you just heard, began circulating on social media over the weekend. It was pushed by Phelan's intra party critics Including former state Rep. Jonathan Stickland. Okay, so it was pushed by Republicans. It was also the subject of anonymous text messages deriding Felon as Drunk
0: Dade. Oh, good one! Brutal. I know that. How long did you workshop that? <laughs> I got it from <laughs> the, from the Ron De Sanctimonious hat of nicknames.
1: Oh my God! They must have been so proud. Go, mm. Drunk Dade. <laughs> Paxton has battled his own ethical troubles for years because he's been indicted, by the way, on several accounts. Months after taking office in 2015, he was indicted for security fraud linked to private business deals in 2011. More recently, he came under FBI investigation after top deputies accused him of abusing his office to help a wealthy donor. He has denied wrongdoing in both cases. In February, Paxton reached a $3.3 million settlement with four former deputies who had filed a whistleblower lawsuit against his agency, but lawmakers in both chambers have balked at authorized taxpayer dollars to pay for it. Now, Felon himself has said he personally opposes it. In addition, the State Bar of Texas's commissions on lawyer discipline, they sued Paxton in 2022. This guy's a shitbag. He really is. Paxton, is a, he's a jerk. I know personal stories about him too. And they accused him of engaging in professional misconduct by making dishonest claims when he asked the U.S. Supreme Court to overturn Democrat Joe Biden's 2020 election victories in four swing states. But he did it when he was sober, though. Absolutely. So then it's (laughs) Pax Paxton's bid to dismiss lawsuit is before the Dallas based Fifth Court of Appeals. We'll hear more about that in the coming days. (laughs) Fifth Circuit. Ooh, that should be (laughs) fun. I mean, that video. (sighs) No one said anything. No one said, hey, dude, Let's get him down. No one said, "Are you okay?" No one was like, "This is really bad." Part of me feels like everyone was like, "Let's record it," which someone did in the court, in, in the in the chamber, and released the video.
0: Yeah, I do want to say, and you know, I don't know uh, Mr. Felon's feeling. Felon. We'll just call him Felon. I I don't know his history. I don't know if he has trouble. With addiction, I don't know if he has trouble Absolutely. with alcohol and I just want to know, and you know, and you feel this way and I feel this way. Addiction is serious. It is a disease and we need more care and healthcare in this country to, to deal with that. I don't know if that's what happened here, but he was shithoused on the floor. So I just want to say I know that we're laughing a little bit at him, just being completely drunk. It just seems like frat boy drunk to me. Uh, but I I do want to say, and I know you agree, Dana. And this should go without saying that we we do take addiction very seriously,
1: a hundred percent. And when as you're saying that, and I'm thinking about this clip, like I can't imagine he was with someone and they let him go to work like that. It, meaning, it, it, did this happen in privacy? Was it in his office? Are you right that there's this has to do with an addiction? And so, as you know, listeners, we're comedians. When something like this happens, I do hope that he is okay. But there is some joy in finding that these Republicans are at least being curtailed in some way if they're not going to because they're stripping the rights away from a lot of their constituents. So when something like this happens to a Republican, I hope that they're held accountable. But I do hope that he's okay.
0: Yeah. And I do kind of secretly hope on some level that if he's having issues with self-medicating, it's because of the policies that he is putting forth, knowing that he is hurting and killing people with his anti-LGBTQ shit and his book banning shit uh I, I don't know. I don't I don't know anything personally about him. I do hope he, if he has a problem that he is able to get help. I know that Texas I know that Governor Greg Abbott slashed healthcare, uh, you know, for these kinds of issues uh in Texas. So but I hope at least maybe as a speaker or at least a member of the House that he has some sort of a program if he needs the assistance that he can he can get with.
1: I hope so, too. But I would imagine if it was that. And I don't know. It's like I said, I'm just speculating that Ken, Ken Paxton, if he really is upset that he has to do this, would would end some sort of statement with. And and we hope that, you know, the the speaker gets the help that he needs and that we can support him in doing so and getting healthy. Or oh, Republicans you know I mean? are not
0: going to do that. They don't give a shit. Right.
1: But that's my point. Yeah. Is like, otherwise, you're just making him look like a drunk. You would think that they would actually cover his ass if they cared about him, but it's in-party fighting that is actually released in this video.
0: Yeah, and and a lot of it has to do with the plain simple fact that this Speaker of the House doesn't want taxpayer dollars to pay Ken Paxton's $3.3 $3 million fine uh, settlement that he has to pay for these four whistleblowers. And that's probably at the at the heart of this.
1: Maybe Ken Paxton spiked his drink. We don't know. Yeah,
0: could have. Yeah, we don't know. <laughs> anyway thank you so much for that story man that clip is whoo it's tough to watch and so uh, s- uh, seriously I, I, if he needs help I hope he gets it and if not fuck off uh, alright we'll be right back uh, we're going to talk to Lehigh County controller and good friend of ours it's going to be it, we, it, we think he was on the show uh, maybe last July Mark Pinsley and we're going to call it the keep it blue segment because he's running for controller again this November we'll be right back with that stick around
3: after messages. will
0: be right back. Hey, everybody. I used to believe I had memorized all my mom's stories until one day she surprised me with a new one that I had never heard before. So for Mother's Day, I found a way to discover what other stories were hidden within her memory. And it turns out the best way to do that is with StoryWorth. StoryWorth is offering $10 off your first purchase at StoryWorth.com slash dailybeans because Father's Day is coming up. I got this from my mom, but now Father's Day is coming up. And StoryWorth is an online service That helps you and your loved ones connect through sharing stories and memories. It preserves them for years to come in a beautiful book. Every week, StoryWorth emails your loved one a thought-provoking question of your choice from a vast pool of possible options. Each unique prompt asks questions you might have never thought, like what matters to you most in life, or what's your favorite vacation, or... What are your favorite songs? What's the most adventurous thing you've ever done? Stuff like that, and they have prompts, or you can write your prompts. I really enjoyed reading what my mom had to say, and I've discovered stories and memories I never heard about, and learned new things about stories I thought I really actually knew but didn't. And thanks to Storyworth, I found my mom once bumped into her favorite author on a business trip, and they they had a very nice conversation. And my mom came home with a signed copy of a first edition that she just happened to have on her. It was awesome. Now, after one year, StoryWorth compiles all these questions and stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book that the whole family can share for generations. And I'm excited to pass these stories on and life lessons to the future generations of my family. It is a time capsule that captured the tapestry of our loved ones and creates bonds that will transcend time. So... Give all the fathers in your life, this Father's Day, a meaningful gift you can both cherish for years to come. Story worth. And right now, for a limited time, you can save $10 on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com slash dailybeans. That's story, s t-o-r-y, worth, w-r-t-h dot com slash dailybeans to save $10 on your first purchase. Hey everybody, welcome back. Let's keep it blue this time. Um blue. Today I'm happy to be speaking with the Lehigh County controller in Pennsylvania. He is currently the controller. He's running for controller. Again, the election is this November. Please welcome Mark Pinsley.
4: Hi, Mark. Hi, Allison. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
0: It's great to see you again. I haven't seen you. I, it's been like almost a year. Like last July was the last time we spoke.
4: I know, time flies when you're having fun.
0: <laughs> F- fun. <laughs> 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 exactly. You have, you have a really sick idea of fun, my friend. No, I I, I really do. But I wanted to talk to you today. First of all, you're running again, and that's fantastic because I want to talk about all the things you've been able to accomplish so far as a controller. But I really want to focus today on court reform, because right now the Supreme Court has like an 18 percent approval rating. It's the lowest it's ever been. But these things, you know, much like all the rest of our politics. Everything starts locally. And I wanted to talk a little bit about your audits and reform that you're working on or thinking about in the local court system and how we might apply those kinds of ideas, although, you know, we have that whole Constitution thing we have to to, to take into consideration, how we can apply that to uh, our national court system, our national politics and maybe expanding the federal bench, maybe expanding the Supreme Court bench or or even at least just having some ethics rules in place would be nice. Uh, so uh, talk a little bit about what you're doing in Lehigh County.
4: Yeah, and so let me say too to your point, like one of the things that ends up happening is, you know, if the Supreme Court doesn't think that it has to be transparent and ethical, you know, that transfers down to lower courts, you know, and so lower courts come in a variety of manners, right? So we have them at the state level, we also have them at the county level. So we have county courts, we have district courts, we have uh, magisterial district courts. And there's been a couple of things that I've been trying to audit, you know, as the controller. So one thing to remember is, Uh, In Lehigh County, and it's probably true in many of the counties in Pennsylvania, um, about 71 cents on every dollar that goes to Lehigh County taxes goes towards law and order. So, 71 cents of your taxes are going towards law and order. So, it makes it important. It also makes it someplace that I'm focused, right? Because I'm going to go where the lot of money is versus where a little money is. And so, some of the things that we had focused on, for example, was bail. Uh, you know we had taken a look to see like how we're doing in bail and there was nothing really unexpected there we're doing just as bad as everyone else right so we do ask for cash bail and people who you know s- some people get locked up simply because they don't have the money and i don't think anybody should lose liberty because they have their, they don't have money and this is an area where you know the judges in particular the, the people that are in charge of the courts really don't want to have any transparency so they don't, like one of the audits that I'm trying to do right now is a pre-trial services. So pre-trial, as it says, is before the trial, mm-hmm. right? And so like one of the, an example of that would be, and this is, this didn't happen in our courts, but in another court, there was a woman who came in, she had stolen food. So she had gone to the grocery store, she had scanned the lower cost item, and but put the more expensive item in the bag. And when she left, uh, they arrested her. Uh, And it was for about $18 worth of stolen goods. She ended up getting a $5,000 bail, which is $500 cash, uh, which she didn't have to pay for food. So she's now stuck in jail until she has a trial or until somebody let her out. Uh, And in this case, she was stuck in there for several months. And these are the kinds of things I'm fighting, and these are the kinds of things that that like the judges don't really want you to have access to. What is pretrial doing? How are they going about their business?
0: My gosh, yeah, the the criminalization of poverty is is pretty rampant, and we hear those kinds of stories all over the country in in district courts and county courts, magistrate courts, and let's just think about what the taxpayers have to pay to put keep her in jail every day, absolutely until until her per trial. Uh, it's ridiculous. And I'm glad that you're looking into that and auditing it because you've been successful in a lot of other audits as well. Let's talk about the healthcare audit and how much money you save taxpayers there.
4: Yeah, we ended up saving $3 million in the healthcare audit. Um, so what we ended up finding was uh, in the pharmacy side particular. So we spend about $30 million in healthcare. $7 million of that was on pharmacy-related goods on behalf of our employees. Uh, we took that 7 million down, down to 4 million, saving $3 million. And this was all just waste. It wasn't like anybody's getting different medication. It wasn't like they have to go somewhere new. Same, the only thing that changed was their card.
0: Yeah, 21% to 12%. If I'm doing the math right in my head, you almost halved it.
4: Yeah. So so this was just all, we 40%. So it was 7 million down to 4 million. Uh so we had 20, well, 30 million in total. So yeah, 40 some percent savings. It's it's a lot. And now we're looking on the, we had also looked on the medical side. So meaning when you go to the hospital and this, and this literally just happened to me. So I went to the hospital, I had a, a foot x-ray done and I should know better. Cause I just did this freaking audit, right? <laughs> it was the best x-ray I ever had. Cause I was in and out in three minutes. I hate waiting in line. Uh, and then two weeks later, I got the bill and then I was a little less happy. <laughs> so, the three pictures of my foot cost $850. Yeah. I I looked it up then and I said, well, what what if I didn't, oh, and they, excuse me, and the insurance company did cover 600 of it. I had to pay 250. I looked up, what if I didn't have any insurance at that particular hospital? It would have cost me $600 instead of 850. If I had no insurance, I looked at another hospital that was four miles away. It would have been $99.
0: Wow. And so the disparity there, what, what's, what's being done about that?
4: And so that's one of the things that we found. We found about out of the 23 million remaining of the 30 million, I think there's another $4 million we can save. But it requires we're going to have to go talk to the insurance company, we're going to have to go talk to the hospitals, and we're going to have to negotiate. Uh, And a lot of that is really trying to understand which hospitals charge more for which procedures and really understanding that. Like One of the things that I found up here, we have a a hospital called St. Luke's. They're about a third the cost of the other major hospital that's up here. When you're when you're comparing at least cash to cash, it's hard to compare, you know, insurance to insurance because not all of that information is available today.
0: <laughs> That's also a problem,
4: right? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. You know, because it's supposed to be. We have a, we had a new law came out that the hospitals are supposed to be transparent, and they're, and they're not being yet.
0: So transparent hospitals, transparent courts. What other tools are you using at your disposal as comptroller to to? ensure transparency in other agencies or other ways of life that improve the lives of of Pennsylvanians what else what else do you got on the table
4: yeah I mean one of the other things we looked at quite honestly was energy so you know we spend uh, about 1.2 million dollars on electricity a year that ends up being about 12 million kilowatts I think and so what we're trying to do is see is like, are there other ways of using that electricity? You know, so solar, wind, you know, can we invest in um, like third parties that are currently getting ready to invest in, let's say, a solar farm? Can we buy a piece of that? So we're starting to look at things like that to see whether or not we can get greener using dollars that we're already spending.
0: And, and saving money. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Saving money. Saving money. Like, and the other thing was um, cars. You know, so we do a fleet audit every year as well, and we took a look at what the cost was of gasoline, especially this year, versus if we had gone hybrid or fully electric for government cars. For government cars, mm-hmm. right? And we would have saved a ton of money, as you can imagine, especially this year.
0: Yeah, and and it's it's weird too because on the other side of the aisle, tell, tell it. Well, first of all, tell us who you're running against uh, for controller coming up in in November because I'm interested in their sort of position. they uh, The opposing sides take really odd positions these days. They're getting more bold in their we-don't-care stance. What is your opponent like? Are they like that, or are they trying to sort of slip one past the voters?
4: Yeah, so I think in this particular instance, if you were to look at resume to resume, right, so my background is in finance. His background is in a very nice field, actually. Like, he helps people that have... Um, Brain traumas. I I don't know if he's a nurse or what his title is actually, but from what I understand, he's doing a a nice thing there. He doesn't really have any background in finance specifically. Um, I think he was on school board as well. But as you said, like, you know, we, the two of us haven't gotten into it yet because the primary just ended and neither one of us had a primary. So he's been quiet so far. So I can't really say what he's about, Uh, but I know that he doesn't have, you know, his resume just doesn't speak to finance at all.
0: Okay. Yeah, it, it's yeah. He's been in a position where he's been audited, not doing the audits. Uh, right. Exactly. For a very long time. <laughs> and uh, as a former controller and auditor, I I really appreciate that. You kind of have to have a you have to have an eye for it. You have to sort of understand. You know, just the, when you talked about seventy one cents of a, a dollar going toward law enforcement. Well, if seventy one percent of our money is going to that place, I want to make sure. That we're maximizing the taxpayer dollar, because as controller, you are a steward of the taxpayer dollar. You have to ensure by the, you know, the oath that you take that you are taking care to spend the taxpayer dollar. And so, you know, I think that coming from that background and having done it so well and so successfully for so long puts you in a position to continue to understand where to look, even to just to, to know where to look.
4: Thank you. Yeah, that, and that is half the key, right? Is knowing where to look. And like the healthcare is a good example. We had never audited healthcare prior to my coming in, but you know, as a small business owner, I knew there's money in them hills.
0: <laughs> yeah, and there's so much fraud out there. And by the way, the fraud is ninety nine point nine percent of the time perpetrated by the rich people, not the people yeah. who are on the programs. Um, we see it time and time again. I saw it when I was uh, auditing some of the. Mm, I can't talk about it too much, but government spending on on government healthcare. Yep. And we had a lot of doctors who were charging nine hundred and eighty dollars for a fourteen dollar breast pump. And, you know, it, we you just see that kind of thing all the time. And because there's only three people who are auditing the whole United States, it, it often goes right under the radar. But knowing where to look, understanding those spreadsheets, putting them up on your three monitors and being able to see, oh, this is maybe where I need to go hunt down some fraud or at least wasteful spending, I think is is truly key to being a, a, an optimal steward of the taxpayer dollar and to being a great controller, which is what you do for Lehigh County. So can you tell everybody, because everybody needs to support your campaign, where they can find you and follow you. And of course, you know, we're going to have you back again because these discussions are so important. and because they don't just apply to to Lehigh County. They apply anywhere and everywhere. And of course, we encourage people to run for these positions who have expertise in these areas. And I think that your work can inform them. So where can people find and follow you?
4: Yeah, if you go to votemarkpinsley.com, that's the easiest place to find me. It has a way to to give me some money if you'd like. It certainly has uh, ways to reach out to me and I will get back to you. Yeah, I think what you're saying is important too. Like, I think that a lot of people... You know, they, they know who the president is, they know who the congressperson is, but they don't know who their controller is or who their sheriff is. Uh, and they really should learn because, like, these positions are important.
0: They are. And that's Mark with a K.
4: Yeah. Pinsley, he is in Peter. Uh-huh. I, N is in Nancy, S-L-E-Y dot com. So vote Mark Pinsley dot com.
0: Yep. And every penny you give to Mark Pinsley will be spent the most wisely of all the pennies you might give to anybody else. So thank you so much for your time today. It was great to see you and uh, we will talk again soon.
4: Sounds good. Thanks, Allison. I really appreciate it.
0: Everybody stick around. We'll be right back with the good news. Hey, everybody. This spring, if you want fresh ingredients and masterful recipes to brighten up your kitchen, start using HelloFresh today. It's amazing. You'll be able to immerse yourself with seasonal symphonies of taste. It's a convenient thing. It's effortless, and every meal is absolutely delicious. When the spring sunshine is calling your name, don't call for takeout. Get HelloFresh instead. Go to hellofresh.com dailybeans16 and use code dailybeans16 for 16 free meals plus shipping. The grocery store can be stressful. It takes up a lot of time. You could say goodbye to all that hassle, and you have tasty chef-curated meals delivered right to your door. You'll get what you're looking for, and having each meal pre-proportioned really helps cut down on your food waste. I call it a win-win. This May, in honor of Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month, HelloFresh is rolling out some special limited-time recipes with the help of chef Sirbi Sani the genius behind the flavors at New York City's Tagmo restaurant. They're cooking up some authentic dishes that will take your taste buds on a delicious journey right from the comfort of your own kitchen. I'm excited because this week I get to try the crispy cheddar chicken with roasted broccoli and loaded bacon mashed potatoes. Yum. It looks phenomenal. Chicken, broccoli, and cheesy potatoes. I am in. So go to hellofresh.com slash dailybeans16. That's dailybeans16 and use code dailybeans16 for 16 free meals plus free shipping. You'll be glad you did. Hey, everybody, it's A.G., and I want to check in with you all about Netroots Nation. You might remember I mentioned last month I'm excited to be going to Chicago July 13th through the 15th for Netroots Nation. This is the largest gathering of progressive activists in the country. It happens every year in a different place, and this year it's in the fantastic city of Chicago, one of my favorite places, and you should come too. Netroots Nation is part learning about issues, part skills building, part rallying the folks who do the work, and part fun. Some people come for their jobs. Lots of people come because they just care a lot about what citizens can contribute to politics. For everybody there, it's eye-opening, inspiring, and a chance to connect. The organizers just announced the agenda of training sessions to help you be more effective in the activism you do. You should check it out. It's at the Netroots Nation website, which is netrootsnation.org. There's one on relational organizing that I think might appeal to Beans listeners. You know, vote blue and take someone with you. Sound familiar? There'll be broadcasters and podcasters set up at Media Row, where I'll be, and at the convention, and maybe we'll run into each other there. I'll probably be doing some interviews with folks that I meet. I know it'll be great. I'll update you on planning for Netroots as we get closer, including info about keynote speakers. And remember, Netsroot Nation organizers have given us a discount code. Just enter promo code DAILYBEANS, all one word, to get 10% off the price of your ticket. They've got a discounted hotel block, too, so go to netrootsnation.org and register. So that we know you're coming. Everybody, welcome back. It's time for good news. Who likes good news? Everyone? Then good news, everyone. (laughs) Good news, good news. And if you have any good news, corrections, confessions, or if you want to play What the Mutt or give a shout out to a local business in your area, If you don't have pod pet tax, that's okay. You can share an adoptable pet in your area if you want to give a shout out to somebody you love or tell us about your small business or your hobby or your happy place or a whoopee story or shit kids say. Anything you want to send us, you can do it at dailybeanspod.com and click on contact. And again, Dana, my good news is my TikTok is back. Go follow me on TikTok if you aren't already, at MullerSheWrote and also on Instagram, at MullerSheWrote, you're going to start seeing my face. Mophotic. I love it. I want to see your face, and uh, I'll be talking with my mouth, and uh, we'll be talking about uh, the summer of indictments, uh, which is upon us. All right. First up from anonymous pronouns she and her. Hello, ladies at all. Uh, this is just a feel good post about my patio flowers. My happy place is in danger due to new managers, but I say fuck them. My garden brings fucking joy to me and other residents, and I'm not moving it. Lol. I good for you. Don't it's gorgeous. Blame you. That is so cute. I love the bricks. I love, oh gosh, the fish, the flag, the everything. It's beautiful. This is good for you. Oh, this is so lovely. Oh, that's wonderful.
1: Now, new managers want, you go, they're dead inside. Your new managers are dead inside.
0: Yes, agreed. I love that garden.
1: All right. This next one. <laughs> Thank you. This next one's from anonymous. Pronounce <laughs> him. Hello, AG and DG. I listen to every show, and it's been a daily respite from staring blankly at the ceiling, wondering, "Whiskey Tango Foxtrot," about literally everything. What the fuck? I wanted to shout out State Senator. Uh, I hope I'm saying this right, Michaela Kavanaugh from Nebraska for holding up the works yes. via. yeah for holding up the works via filibuster for eleven weeks which sounds more impressive than saying almost three months, to try to stop anti-trans legislation. She even stalled bills she wanted to pass in the process, which is the epitome of selfless. I think the fact that there are good and kind people working to protect the most vulnerable qualifies as good news. Thank you for being good beans, and I agree, Ugh. anonymous. That definitely qualifies for good news.
0: Yeah, I was watching her um, speaking, doing this filibustering that she's been doing for eleven weeks now, and you know, she said something so profound that really stuck with me. She's like, "You all are here because you want to pass this anti-trans legislation. I'm here because I want to protect my kid, and that means that you hate my kid." more than you love to legislate or something like you like that's why they're here is because you hate my kid more than you want to do your job.
1: That's yeah, that's that's powerful. And it's it's what's well, crazy, it's it's probably not true, but they have found their wedge issue, everyone, they have found their wedge issue. Oh, yeah. They tried to do it with marriage equality. It did not catch all of that they needed to with the traction. And so this time around they found something and fuck it has stuck. We've got work to do. We have got work to do.
0: Oh, and speaking of the community, by the way, do you remember Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence was... Oh, yeah. This story is good. It well, started bad, but ended good. Yeah. The Dodgers have Pride Night, and the Dodgers decided to disclude the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence because somebody was angry that they're that has to, maybe because they dress up as nuns, kind of. Yeah. And so... So technically, they're in drag. They are. I mean, if you will. They are in drag. And they're fabulous, and they do incredible so charity work. Yep. I, I know a lot of the sisters, and they are just absolutely the the best people you'll ever meet. And they have chapters
1: across this country. It's not just Los Angeles.
0: Yep. And so they were discluded from Pride Night. So then L.A. Pride pulled out of Pride yep. Night. And so did the center and said, fuck you. And the Dodgers said, okay, we're sorry. Everybody come back. And, and so that was just a, oh, that, that, solidarity was amazing and awesome. And, and it was, I can't wait for that kind of shit to continue.
1: And I will say, and and not, this is no defense of the Dodgers, but it goes back to people being able to issue an apology. Sometimes apologies are half-assed. This one actually felt like they did what they needed to do.
0: It did. It was a good apology. Shouldn't it happen in the first place? Agreed. But it was a good apology. From Zach, pronouns he and him. Allison and Dana, today, May 24th, is my 39th birthday. I've made it to the end of my 30s. Every year for my birthday, I encourage my social networks to donate to literary nonprofits. This year, I'd like to shout out Reading to Kids, which does exactly what their name implies. They have volunteers who read to kids at Los Angeles area schools that sign up to partner with the organization. They're currently looking for volunteers for June at readingtokids.org. June's theme is friendship and fun. Thank you for all you do. Here's the June reading list. Oh, look, big dog, little dog, duck, bunny bear, Ribsy, Crenshaw. Oh, these are great. These are so great. So good. Thanks, Zach. Happy 39th birthday. You're almost there. You're almost to the, the 40s. Oh, my goodness. So cute.
1: All right. Um, I guess I'll take the next two. Yeah, or, I don't, yeah next two, and you can close this out. Um, this is from Janet. Pronouns uh, she and her. Ooh, la la. I found a wooden frog orgy in Paris. Oh, you did? You did. Someone carved a wooden frog orgy. That's impressive.
0: Yeah. That's like that drift with like koa wood, you know? Oh, hi. Love it.
1: Oh, my God. We might have a new game <gasps> coming up. This is from Tim B. No pronouns given. My wife, rest in peace always thought the opening lyrics were news. I swear it. And she was like, are we doubting that it's news? (laughs) Anyways, you beans queens make my morning tolerable. Keep it up. The pet tax is not my picture, but I thought you would appreciate it. And I do because it says bean likes to be carried around in empty soda cases. And I've seen a lot of things like this of cats in boxes (gasps) and them crawling in and people kind of tossing them onto pillows and things like that. So if you have any animals that are in some sort of a box or they're hiding in something in a crate, we'd love to see those too.
0: Yes, pets in a box. Always welcome. Always. Along with frog orgies and baby pictures. All right, thanks for that. And uh, let's close it out. We have Jen, pronoun she and her. Hey, beans, scream queens. It occurs to me that we are Dems and we are woefully behind in the conspiracy theory department. So here it goes. If you're fans of the Omen trilogy, you'll know that our little protagonist is revealed to be the devil's spawn, born of a jackal, and he has devoted millions being a killing spree uh, that in Cre- And he he and his devoted minions begin a killing spree. What am I even? Words. And what? they're right. <laughs> I, I thought it said he and his devoted millions being a killing spree. No, it is he and his devoted minions begin a killing spree that increases in the second movie, wherein Beelzebub's baby attends military school. Sound familiar? Trump. And in the third movie, he rises to political power. Bigger body count, bigger cult following. I won't spoil the ending, but I will mention that Satan's Nepo baby, Damian Thorne, has the exact same initials as Donald Trump. Gag noise. There you go. So there you have it, folks. Donald Trump is the Antichrist. Eat your heart out, Dan Brown and that QAnon guy. (laughs) Unfortunately, it also occurs to me that this will only bolster his popularity. He'll be seen as a fallen angel, a flawed yet powerful sinner who has a shady past, but is now making up for it all in everything he does keep calm and conspiracy on pet tax ancient picture of my abyssinian tabby who always pulled a michigan J frog when i got the camera out except in this photo can you find the second cat yes look there there's a second kitty in the background um. top right and a michigan J frog by the way uh in case you didn't know is the hello my baby, hello my honey, hello my ragtime gal. Send me a kiss by wire, baby my Oh, I know who Michigan J Fox. Maybe refuse hey, me. Gee, I
1: think the second p- cat in this picture is actually the cat's reflection.
0: Oh, I thought there Here was a cat see. up in the top right corner with the black spot on Nope, that's toilet paper. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought okay. I was a Oh, got, no, okay, all right, moving on. I thought I was special. No, I'm not. Uh, yeah. the reflection very clever very clever Jen. thank you very clever indeed and also you are adorable my co-host <sighs> sometimes some days and then other sometimes days you're just pretty <laughs> sometimes i'm just pretty sometimes just hot girl summer you know that's right which is what i'm calling indictment summer again and i've never had a smart girl summer tick, tick. A hot girl <laughs> summer. everybody tick tock it up at muller she wrote please and instagram please even if you don't just go follow i just need to like boost it up
1: yeah i've also been uh, putting up new clips on instagram so if you like to see little snippets of my comedy and i hope you will i've learned to start putting those up on instagram so go follow me there it's at dg comedy um sometimes there's pictures of my life and my stories but i'm starting to get some traction with the video so we're gonna do that
0: hell's yeah all right, cool. All right. We're going to see you Thursday. Are you, I, I can't remember the next day you, or you're or you traveling, my friend.
1: So I will be gone uh, and out of your ears tomorrow, but I will be back in your ears Friday.
0: All right. I will be in your ears. I'll see if I can get a fun co-host or something weird. Uh, I don't know. Maybe just have the cat next to me uh, so you can hear. A
1: fun co-host instead of the shit we've been dealing with for the last two years.
0: <laughs> right. As I point my thumb over to the screen. <laughs> I hope
1: we can get a fun co-host. I don't know what this lump of coal is. <laughs> I don't even know what that meant. We should probably close out the show.
0: Yeah, yeah. When we start saying lump of coal, I'm, I, I'm, that means I'm five <laughs> seconds away from saying God bless it, which I never say. So uh, I'll be back in your ears tomorrow. And until then, please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of your mental health. Take care of the planet. Vote blue over Q. Take someone with you. <laughs> I've been HE. And I've been DG. And them's the beans. <laughs> Excuse me.